Retro nonsense in the house, y'all. Autobots, transform and roll out. No, I am your father. No! Fight for freedom wherever there's trouble. G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Joe. Just give me my retro. Hello and welcome to the Retro Nonsense Podcast. I'm Duke, and with me as always is my good friend Chris Roberts. And it is October 3rd, and this is episode 23. And uh, also, this is our two-year anniversary, or close to it. Our uh, first record was uh, September 30th, um, 2020. So this is essentially our two-year anniversary uh, episode here. So we'll have some fun with that. We solicited some questions from our listeners, and that'll kind of be fun to to answer some of those questions. So looking forward to that. Um but uh, we also have the uh, Beat the Bandy Challenge to talk about. Um, this past month, we were doing Donkey Kong. And um, Bobby and I were kind of neck and neck there for a while, but then I, I cruised ahead and he was unable to catch me. So I am the champion again. And um, Matt, do you know what the n- uh, new game is uh, this month, Chris? I don't. You don't? See, Matt and I no, are tight. I, he sent me a private text. when. Uh, oh, so, I'm out of the yeah, loop. Yeah, I got the... Uh, <laughs> So um, this month we're playing uh, River Raid for the Atari 2600, which is a great good Activision game. Yeah, it's a yeah. just a uh, score grab game. Yeah. So that'll be looking fun. For, looking for points. Exactly. So anybody wanting to join in, please do and post your screenshots and scores on our Discord. And uh, yeah, we'll see if Bobby joins in with that one too. He he was pretty good with Donkey Kong, just not good enough. So you know you know how it goes. No, yeah. Shame I mean, my, had to shame my son on the podcast. <laughs> but yeah, no, you know, he, uh, I, I was. He's, he's an adult now, so you know, whatever. Yeah. Well, he he might be able to beat you up. Very careful. Oh, he definitely can beat me up. <laughs> yeah, he's a tough dude. Uh, yeah, I was all ready to jump in, but uh, man, I just, I didn't have no time this month. And when you said no arcade game, like it kind of bummed me out. I didn't say that. I said you had to ask well, Matt. I, I felt like I heard no at some point, some resistance from somebody. I don't know who it was, but <laughs> well, will you be playing River Raid this month? It, that, it's a good possibility. Um, I don't think this month will be as busy as last month, but I guess I'll find out. Um, I'm definitely a hundred percent in on whatever is in December. So okay. If, <laughs> okay. I know that sucks to be that far out, but I, I have so much vacation time in December. So, Matt, uh, when you hear this, keep that in mind. Let's work on some sort of Nintendo game or something for mm-hmm. uh, for December, and uh, I'll be all in on that. And, uh, nothing against River Raid, because it's an awesome game. Uh, yeah. I just don't know yeah. if I'll have the time. And I know you'll jump out in the lead quick, because, you know, that's what you do. And I'm sure you're pretty <laughs> good at River Raid. Uh, that's not one I've played, you know, I don't have like a, you know, I played it a lot as a kid, but I don't, I don't you know, I haven't played it recently. I mean, it's or a anything, pretty, so. uh, but it, it's right up your alley because it's the, you know, like the yeah, side, yeah. a, a top-down shooter essentially. Yep. And, yep yeah. Absolutely, it's a great game. Activision at their uh, prime. It pretty much, you can't go wrong with any Activision game on the Atari. I mean, if you're into old-school Atari games, that's 
or if you're looking to get into them, that's a great place to start because they're almost all good. I, I don't really know many that aren't. Yeah, speaking of which, I recently, just uh, two weekends ago, I found an Activision game in a random shop when I was away in Pennsylvania that I didn't have yet, and that's Dolphin. I'm not sure if that's a... I don't think I've ever seen that one before. Um, I did pop it in and play it for a little bit. I, I got to read the directions because I wasn't sure what to do, but um, yeah, so I found I found the Activision game that I didn't have yet. Um, I got most exciting. of them. And yeah, that's not even cool. that expensive either. Uh, Dolphin's not not think, a top end. No, I think right? I paid six bucks. Six yeah, bucks for it or something. Yeah, I that shouldn't have been expensive. It's not. You know, there's a couple of uh, you know, like uh, heroes in Activision game, right? Is it? Yes. Yes. Yeah, because that would be the top one, I would imagine. And uh, Pitfall Two is a little pricier. Yes, and, and but, Frostbite, uh, which I recently picked up yeah. at MagFest. Or not MagFest, too many games. I think that was like a 20 or $20 or $30 yeah, card. I, I got that boxed at a yard sale for a buck. Now, at the time, it probably was only worth about 10 or 15 bucks. It wasn't too expensive, you know. Wow. But, um, yeah, and uh, I thought it was really fun because, you know, you're jumping back and forth on those little ice or, like, little glaciers. It's a good game. It's whatever. a good game, yeah. Yeah. But that one's a little more rare, so that's a more one of the more pricey Activision games for sure. Yep. Yep. So Chris, uh, I meant to talk about this last episode. I had it on my notes and I breezed right by it, and I forgot to mention it. But it's probably okay that I did because it, it happened again, and that's that yeah. uh, you you went viral uh, a few times on your Instagram Instagram posts. Is that correct? Well, I, first it was on TikTok. Um, I had a <laughs> semi-viral. I, I to me, I I, um, I consider viral anything that's a million or above. I mean, there's obviously degrees of viral, but um, I think if you get a million views on anything, that's pretty much viral. Mm -hmm. um, but I had one that looked like it was going there, and it kind of died out about six hundred and fifty thousand. But it was exciting, you know. I was like, man, that's that was cool. I gained a lot of followers, and. Um, you know, like a like another three or four thousand at the time, and um, so I was, you know, I was pretty pumped up. I was like, dude, that's pretty cool. And and then I felt like I had a little formula down. I was like, you know what? I kind of know. I had been ignoring the millennials, right? Like everything right. I was going for was kind of like a Gen X vibe, you know, more like eighties, early nineties. And I was like, you know, I've I've kind of overlooked this big demo of mine because when I look through, actually. Because it'll break down actually by age and gender and stuff like that. Who's actually watching your videos and, and, and your followers. And it's like uh, the majority of them are actually, you know, between like, you know, 18 and 34 or 35, something like mm -hmm. that. Yep. So, um, so there's kind of, there's some millennials and there, there might be some uh, uh, Gen Z in there, a little bit of that. So, mm -hmm. um. So I thought, you know what, let me let me start leaning into that. So I put out a free credit report.com commercial. Now I remember this is one of those ones that used to always get me when it came on. I there's like a handful from this time frame that they used to play a lot on sports and wrestling and just it used to really hit on some of the things that I watch and I always enjoyed them. I would sing them. Like, you know, like you're driving down the road. They were just really good jingles. And uh, and I knew this one was gonna do well. And it went way beyond my what i thought like it when it hit it hit a million relatively quickly um took about a day to get to a million and then uh it looked like it was kind of like like it was done you know like in 1.1 1.2 1 
and then it like started all back over again. Right now, it's at 3.4 million views. Oh my goodness! Wow. And uh, I gained like, like that's like mega viral. Well, it's still. I mean, there's guys out there with you know hundreds of millions. So I mean, within reason, it's a lot. It's still a lot of views. I mean, there's guys out there who would. This would be the highlight of their life to get a <laughs> one of their videos to do that. And I'm not, I'm not saying that like egotistical. I just I realize the importance of it. I'm not trying to downplay it too much, but I'm also not trying to act like it's that big. You know, it's kind right, of one of those things. Right. It, it's a lot, but it's still within reason. It's it's still you know. Anyway. Um, so yeah, and I gained like thirty five thousand followers off of it. So I mean, I got like this crazy rush of followers, and 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 then every video went up. Like it wasn't just the three three and a half million views for that video. Like I got like five million views total. You know, like because it'll you you it'll tell you all the views for that week and that month. And I mean, it'll, it, you can you can stretch it out for months to see what you did a few months ago or six months ago or co collective collectively. But, um, so yeah, I got about five, almost 6 million views for that month. It was like 5.8 or something like that. That's insane. And then, this is TikTok. This was all TikTok. Okay. And then, mm -hmm. um, and then about, I, I was meaning to read, uh, I found the other, th there was like four or five free credit report.com commercials, but there was two that were really big. And the the six hundred thousand video was the caveman, the Geico caveman commercial, uh, one of the ones where he's in the airport and it has like this uh, uh, Royce Cop, I think is the, how you pronounce the name of the group. It has one of their songs playing, so it's kind of one of those double things. Like a lot of people responded to the song, some people responded to the caveman. So it kind of and same thing I, with this I think that was report. their first. Wasn't that the first one with the caveman where he's on that? No, that, like... the the. I actually found the first one. Um, the first one is uh, just a couple of cavemen chilling in their house, and there's a, a a Geico spokesman on TV, and he's like, you know, it's so easy, even a caveman can do it. And the guy's oh, like, oh yeah, yeah. What the hell's that supposed to mean? You know, he turns to his, <laughs> you know, and they're all pissed off. And then, uh, and then it became like a series. Uh, then yeah, there was one yeah. where they're confronting the executives. They're going out to dinner, and the guy's like, I'll have the roasted duck with the mango salsa. And then the other guy's like, I'm just not even hungry, you know, and yeah. they're all <laughs> yeah, because one, the guy's yeah. like, guys, we're sorry. We, we just didn't know you still, you know, we didn't know you were still around, you know, like, the, <laughs> the, you know, like, they're oh, maybe we didn't even know. Uh, there's another one that I'm looking for uh, that. I'm, so I'm looking for the mango salsa. So now, of course, I could just pull these up on YouTube, but I like the I like finding them on tapes. That's kind of my deal. You know, yeah, like, I was going to say, can you back up a little bit and, and explain? Explain, like, describe your setup there, because you know, you're just saying you're putting these things up, but you have, like, a little, it's like a setting, and it's like ambiance, and you have, like, the picture of your television, and you have a background. Well, yeah, what I do is I got, like, a little tripod, and I, I point my phone at uh, the TV, and, you know, like, I'll change the set, or, like, you know, the quote-unquote set. I'll change it around. Sometimes it'll be a different TV or some, you know, I have, like, two mm -hmm. or three kind of permanent sets, and then I have some other ones that I kind of work in and out. Um, but part of snatching, like getting the, the engagement is not just what's on TV. Cause that's part of it. And then, then another part of it is the TV itself. And another part of it is the VCR or the, or the VCR DVD combo or the TV VCR combo. Or, uh, I found, I, I have this, um, Spider-Man plug and play that kind of looks like a, 
you know, it's it's very phallic-y. And uh, so that people people point that out. You know, I have that sitting, or I'll put some action figures, or you know, I just move things around so it kind of freshens it up. You know. Yeah, um, so you have like a setting, and don't you have like a background, like a brick wall kind of background or something? No, uh, no. Uh, so in the in the in the main one right now, the one I'm using with the Sony thing, you're you're just kind of seeing like room clutter, kind of like uh, you see mm-hmm, some VHS okay. tapes, you see some. You just kind of it's it's pointed towards an area. Then there's another one where like the Atari games are the background, and there's another one that's kind of in the corner of my NES games and my Mario Duck Hunt games. So anytime one of those kind of start getting some attention, of course, you have a bunch of people pointing out all the Mario Duck Hunt. Obsess much? Or mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. that kind of thing. It, it's just a it's kind of like a trick to force engagement because the more engagement you get, the more. Um, TikTok pushes it out. You gotcha. know, what, you, what they're really looking for is is shares and comments early on. Uh, mm. Likes matter too, but uh, they're a little further down the thing. It's really about the duration of the watching and sharing and comments. If you get a lot of that early on, it continues to push it on the For You page. The For You page is just what goes out to everybody. They don't have to be following you. Um, mm. Matter of fact, the your subscriber views actually mean less to them than the random people views. Even though I I don't know if they, I'm assuming they pay out the same, but um, it, it doesn't matter. We're, we're getting far down the rabbit hole here. But so then I hit another one. Uh, so now Instagram is really pushing um, their version of TikTok, which is they're referred to as Reels, and. Yes. Um, I had a um, a Diet Pepsi commercial that was, um, it was it was one that everybody saw during the time. Uh, Yoda's uh, some guy goes into a cafe to order a, a cheeseburger and fries and a Diet Pepsi, <clears throat> and um, as the stuff is put right in front of him, um, Yoda's next to him. You know, like you don't see Yoda initially, but he comes into the picture and he's like. You know, you don't want that burger. And he goes, I don't want... The, you know, he's doing the Jedi mind trick on him. Mm-hmm, I don't want that mm-hmm. burger. So the burger starts floating over to Yoda. He's like, you don't want the, the, you know, those fries you want not. Or, you know, all in Yoda speak, right? <laughs> right? And then the fries start going on. And he's like, and you don't want that Diet Pepsi. And then he's like, yeah, I kind of want the Diet Pepsi. And, like, so he's <laughs> like... So now that guy's pulling it back with his force power. And then Dota, he's like, Yoda's like, no, the Pepsi you want not. You know, he's like, no, no, I want the Pepsi, you know. So <laughs> he breaks the Jedi mind trick, and he gets to keep his Pepsi, and he starts to drink it. And you can see Yoda looking real salty in the background, which is kind of funny. And uh, so then, you know, the commercial ends with Yoda kind of looking to his right, and Chewbacca's next to him, and there's a Diet Pepsi in between them. So it's like, Yo- uh, it's Chewbacca's Diet Pepsi. And, and then, uh, you, you know, Chewbacca just starts, you know, like, you know, like, basically, like, back off, dude. I'll smash you. you know? <laughs> I don't remember that commercial. Um, I bet you if you saw it, you might. But maybe, maybe. not. It was it was one that was uh, pushed out during episode three. So it was okay. it was promoting episode. They even have a little tagline in it within it, like, hey, don't don't forget to watch, uh, you know, Revenge of the Sith, you know. Mm, okay. so, uh, so then, it, and it's really good for engagement because... <laughs> it it really pisses off uh, people because you'll have this younger see what us old timers you know we we hold the original trilogy near and dear we think that's the best but there's a whole group a whole generation of kids that grew up actually on the prequels mm-hmm. um, they they don't have that same um, 
nostalgia for the original three. There's or the new three because their parents were taking them to see those, and mm-hmm. uh, those are the ones that mattered. Those are the ones the toys were based on. Those are the that was all the new stuff. They they like those the Jar Jar all that stuff means something to them. They yeah. don't look at them as crappy movies. Um, so you'll see people in there saying, well, part three was the best of all. And then there's people in there like, you're stupid. Uh, you know, like, you know, like if, then people <laughs> argue and, and you love it. You just sit back and laugh. I'm like Jerry Seinfeld with the cigar, just laughing. Cause <laughs> you know, they're every time they make a new thread, it just, it, it gets pushed out again. But, uh, so that I got over a million on that on Instagram. So that's like my, but Instagram is paying out a lot higher rate. So that million on Instagram was actually worth more than the five million on TikTok. So wow, yeah, it uh, they they do. I'm really shifting more focus towards Instagram. I mean, I'm I'm just posting on, and I'm gonna start posting on uh, YouTube as well because they want you to put put um, put out shorts, and it and they've re- they've gone back on all their restrictions. So you used to have to have these benchmarks to get monetized. But uh, they're just like, nah, come on in. We're just going to... And that's another good thing about Instagram is uh, you don't have to have these benchmarks. Now, apparently you have to be uh, invited, I guess, but that might drop soon. I was invited Mm. to do it by Instagram, and I have a friend who wasn't, or maybe he doesn't know where to look. I try to walk him to it, and and he's not dumb, so it's, you know, it seems like he would have found it. Um, So maybe not everybody's... Maybe they're still doing like a soft launch, but uh, I feel like anybody can get paid on these sites now you're not going to get rich unless you're constantly kicking out virals but i also look at it this way i'm putting out stuff i don't even own you know what i mean like it's other people's content right yeah i mean and you know granted it's all under fair use it's under 30 seconds so like you know i can fairly do that but um right you know it's um Anyway, so yeah. Well, good for you. That's congratulations. That's really cool. And you know, you're taking the time and setting it up, and you're coming up with the ideas, and you're doing the math and the analytics and all that stuff. So it, you know, it's you're compensated, it's a, it's, I think, fairly. Yeah, it's a fun little hobby. I, I'm like I said, of I'm course. like this isn't going to become my new job or nothing, but um, <laughs> it doesn't take me too long to knock out uh, a, like a week or two weeks worth of content because they're only thirty seconds videos. I could just pop in a few tapes, do a little fast forwarding stuff. I was doing anyway, actually. I right. mean, I was posting these for free cause I just enjoyed doing it. I enjoyed sharing it cause it's fun. It's fun to watch these old commercials. So exactly. I'm getting paid for it. It's kind of nice. So that's really cool. I, I don't have TikTok or reels, but, um, my wife has reels and like just the other day, she was showing me one from you, the Scooby Doo, uh, opening i think you had up oh yeah yeah i did that yesterday yeah 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 so she was showing me that but yeah it's it's pretty cool um yeah and, so, yeah. and you know it's it's always funny it, to me it's it's uh interesting to see which ones um because there's sometimes i'll put one up and i just think ah, oh, you know this kind of like a sacrificial lamb i just want to keep i just want to keep the wheels turning i don't think nothing's going to come out and then all of a sudden like that's the one that gets a lot of views and there's <laughs> one where i think oh people are going to love this one and nobody cares so it's like oh right. you know it's just funny, but well, that's really cool. So maybe, uh, maybe one day I'll get into, uh, or maybe I'll get. Is TikTok the same thing as Reels? Just like a couple of second video? Like, didn't that start yeah, well, as like a dancing see, thing or something with teenage girls dancing around or something? Yeah, initially that it used to actually even be called something else. It was called um, Musically. Oh yeah, Musically. 
Yeah, that was the original name for TikTok, and then they, um, they, 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 they're pretty. Sp I'll say this about TikTok: um, I don't think they treat their creators very well. Um, a lot of people get um, strikes against their account for frivolous reasons. It's very inconsistent, right. uh, things like that. But um, I will say, as far as like a user, just like the, the algorithm learns what you want pretty quickly, and. Uh, you know, like, there's always this fear of, like, well, I don't want to see stuff. I don't. All you got to do is swipe, and they'll stop sending you. They don't want to send you stuff you don't want. They right. try to learn you quickly. Right. Uh, they try to find out about you and learn what you like because they want you engaged. So if they see you shutting the app off, they're not going to send you that stuff no more. They're going to send you something mm -hmm. they think you're going to be in. Once you start watching something and you get into it, they, they're like, okay, if you like this, the they got analytics. They know if you like this, you're most likely going to like this. Mm -hmm. Or you're gonna like yeah. something like that, and it'll keep recommending good stuff. So, uh, okay. it's if as far as just some good time killing, you know, like you're like you, like when you're waiting to pick up your daughter. If you were scrolling through TikTok or Reels on Instagram, um, I think you would enjoy the experience. Uh, I'm not quite sure about the the watching part on Instagram because I don't I don't really watch Reels. I just make them. Um, I do enjoy right. TikTok though. I I have. Um, I like my timeline right now. It's, it's enjoyable. Um, oh, and cool. sometimes you'll get something you don't like, and you just swipe. It's not that big of a deal. Yep. Well, again, congratulations. That's that's really uh, quite an accomplishment to go viral, what, four times? Yeah, three and a half. Three, <laughs> three and a half. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I threw this up on the notes um, just to really kind of talk about this briefly um we both i i'm three episodes in uh on the rings of power the lord of the rings show and i know yes. that you have watched it how, how many episodes are you in uh i'm pretty close to being i think i'm either at current or i'm halfway through the last episode uh, whatever the last episode i don't was. even know how many episodes are out right now is that like i think five it's five six? out right now i think it's okay. five okay it could be six but i think I, if i had a guess i'd say five yeah, I don't want to talk too much at length about it, but I just wanted to say that I, I'm surprised at how much I'm liking it. It's a little better than I thought I was going to like it, or a little better than I thought it was going to be. Um, it's not perfect, but yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I'm, I'm engaged. Uh, I think it's got, it's beautifully shot. I mean, it's yeah. gorgeous, gorgeous set pieces and, and special effects. Um, acting is great. The dialogue is great. You know, it's got a little bit of a different tone than... I guess the movies and and even the books. It's so it's got a little bit of a different feel to it um, from there's, most there's Tolkien couple, stuff. There, yeah, and plus there's also like rights issues, so they're yeah, going off yeah. of some different stories. Uh, they were able to secure rights from a different side of the family or something, or I don't know. Well, I, I don't know. Like it's that. it was confusing to me, but apparently they had the rights to make. Uh, this show based off of Peter Jackson's movies, but not of Tolkien's books. Okay. So they're yeah, using see, I, characters, I, yeah. I think, but they can't use his stories. Um, in other words, it's like there's a book called The Silmarillion, which is like yeah. a prequel. It's all about Saruman. I think this is kind of doing their own version of that. It's like the yeah. you know early years of the of well, Earth and stuff like that. Yeah, without spoiler spoiling anything, I think you can kind of understand what I'm about to say just by watching any of the previews or whatever. Um, it does feel like they're showing like an origin story for maybe Gandalf and maybe Saruman. Like I'm not too, yeah. 
I don't know too much of the ins and outs of the book characters. I truly only know the stuff from the movies. I never read the books. So whatever's in the movies, that's what I know. So, um, yeah. but I kind of have a feeling that two of these, it, it, you feel like they're leaning towards two characters, or at least I do, and I could be misinterpreting it. But um, I am enjoying the show. Uh, I have a different take. I, I thought I would like it a little more, and it's not that I don't like it. I do, but my attention, see, <laughs> they got, they got, um, their timing was a little off. I feel like they waited a little long to put it out because uh, the new Game of Thrones series came out, House of House of the Dragons. Yeah, and I love it. I think it's great, and you know, and I don't care. I'm unapologetically a Lord uh, Game of Thrones fan. Uh, the last season, yeah, okay, fine. There's problems. Uh, nobody's denying that. But um, so what? You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's still every other season was great in my view, and I enjoy it. And, um, this new series is very engaging. Um, I love the characters, love the actors. It's great. Um, even last night, last night might've been the slowest episode of the, the seven that's out so far. And, um, but man, once it got to like the midway point, it was like, Oh shit, slow down. You know what I mean? Like it was like. <laughs> You could. It was like it, they went from uh, driving like twenty to NASCAR speed. It was crazy. Um, there was yeah, so much good yeah. stuff happening all at once, and it's like, oh my gosh, they wish they would have tapered that out a little bit. So it was just so much to take in. Um, I've been watching each of those episodes twice, and I will have to say, um, I do like the Lord of the Rings show. I do, and I'm happy it's on. I just wish it either came on before or after because I feel like I can't watch both of these shows at the same time. Uh, yeah, they're too similar, I guess. Yeah, I almost feel like i got to rewatch. Uh, I feel like I've absorbed everything, but I don't feel like I'm giving the Lord of the Rings show or the Ring of Power show um, the attention it deserves. I, I don't feel as engaged when I'm watching it as I do. But I and I, I do like it, though. And I, I like I said, I just feel like I... And I had almost had the same problem with originally when I I was so hyped to see um, Game of Thrones when it first was announced for HBO, even though I never read those books either. But I just liked the subject matter because I was I was really into Lord of the Rings. So when I was seeing this Game of Thrones show coming on, the original one, I was like, man, that looks like Lord of the Rings. Like this is awesome. <laughs> so, and just right before it, I started watching uh, this show called Spartacus, and uh, I they were like on their second or third season at the time but i they threw a free preview out and i binge watched it up until whatever the current season was so like i was so engaged in this spartacus show and then i remember when game of thrones was like when the when the like air date was getting closer i was like man i was so excited for that but anyway so i think that's kind of what's going on right now with um with the ring of power but um i like it and i i'm i'm glad it's on let's put it this way uh we're in the golden era of television right now, and there's so yeah, many I mean, great shows to watch, and there's something for everybody. You know what I mean? If you're into yeah, true crime, yeah, certainly or is a lot of content, fantasy absolutely. or whatever. Yeah, it's for sure. You know, and then you get a show like Better Call Saul ending, which was great. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, I don't know. You 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 never really watched Better Call Saul, right? Or did no, you? No, no, and I've never watched the Game of Thrones uh, series either. So I, I'm I'm. I don't know anything about those. Uh, I know that they're well liked and they're popular. That's about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that that was the one cool thing about uh, them, and I think uh, Amazon's doing a good job with that too. Um, 
they're going away from the binging. You know, like they're mm-hmm, making yeah. it be episodic, so you have to watch yep. it weekly. They're hoping to get the water cooler buzz and all that. Sure. Um, and I, I'm starting to feel it for the House of Dragons. I'm starting to get that. I'm seeing more and more people uh, posting in their stories and stuff, like the, the intros when they're starting and everything. Right. I, I, right. It's not on the Game of Thrones level right now, but I think it's got that potential to get there, so we'll see. Yeah, this uh, Ring Rings of Power show apparently is the most expensive produced anything ever. It, like. They're, they spent so much money on this show. When I heard that, I was like, man, I, I didn't know what to expect, but I can see where they put their money because, again, I'm not sure how they're shooting this, if it's part location, part like CGI background, but it just looks phenomenal. Like the the scale of it and the, the set pieces and the, the settings, uh, even the costumes, you can tell they spent a ton of money on this show. Um, and so far, I can see why. It really is visually very beautiful. Um, it feels like there's three big, well, there's probably a little more than three big ones. But, you know, like between the good guys, it feels like there's like three or four major storylines. And uh, I feel like all the actors are doing good. So, Yeah, I like all the characters. I'm, I'm really liking it so far, three, three yeah. episodes in. So looking forward to more of that. All right, moving on here. Um, as mentioned prior it's october 3rd so it's you know halloween season so i just thought we'd talk briefly about any any movies that we've been watching or games we've been playing related to the the autumn season or halloween or whatever so uh how about you have you been watching anything recently we kind of briefly talked about it last episode but have you seen anything else yeah i haven't yeah i haven't started i I, well i i started h2o the other night that's the I'm not going to do it to you again and tell you all the breakdowns of the Halloween <laughs> timeline. But essentially, it's uh, it's the part, it's the reboot three. Uh, so I was kind of curious on, and now none of it's canon anymore, but I was kind of curious because I remember a lot of people at the time were saying like, well, this is Halloween. It's back to form kind of thing. And um, I got about halfway through it and it was just late and I was tired. So I haven't gone back and finished it. Um but there's a couple movies in the theaters I'm interested in. Um, one called uh, Barbarian. And I don't know anything yeah, about yeah. it. If you do, please don't tell me. Because apparently you don't want to know anything about it. That it has like that kind of twist or something. And I don't want to I don't want it ruined for me. So I've been avoiding no, anything I, about it. I don't know anything about it except that I've been hearing about it and it's got some buzz. That's all I know. Yeah. So. And then there's another one that's got buzz. Now, I'm not sure if it's buzz because the movie's good, but they definitely gone viral for their um, their advertising technique. Um, they've been having this really creepy woman show up at sporting events with a shirt on that says smile. And she just stands there with this crazy smile on her face the whole time. And Seriously? that's actually the... Yeah, and that, yeah she was uh, spotted in the background of some Major League Baseball. Um a couple other places, but you, 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 all you gotta do is type in "smile viral" and you'll, you start to see all this, uh, these people noticing this crazy lady in the front row of baseball games, just sitting there, just standing and smiling right at the camera. Um, but apparently, from what I got from the trailer, um, I don't know if there's some sort of disease or a virus or something that's getting spread or what evil not quite sure but for whatever reason people 
uh, are having these really crazy smiles on their faces. And, like, uh, the lady starts to notice it. So it's like, oh, my God. It's almost like zombie apocalypse. You know, you notice something weird's happening, and all of a sudden there's more people doing it, and there's more people doing it. You know, it's starting to get a little maybe more there was, uh Maybe there was Smilex in their lipstick or something. New and improved Joker products with a new secret ingredient. Smiley. Right, yeah. Is that the <laughs> Batman reference? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm. Sh- I, who knows? But um, uh, they got my attention. So those are two movies that I'm I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to. And of course, um, the Halloween Kills or no Halloween yep. Ends. Yep. Uh, Halloween Ends. Third. Yeah, yeah. The um, the new fourth movie, fourth and supposedly right, right. last, yeah. which we know it ain't gonna be the last, but it might be the last <laughs> from this timeline. And um, sure. that's that's gonna be on uh, the 14th. So I'm looking forward to that. And um, of course, cool. around this time of year, I always like to rewatch the original Halloween, probably Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and then I try to I try to pop in one of my backlogs, like something uh, uh-huh. that I've owned yeah. for a while and I haven't, I just haven't got to, you know. So uh, that's what yeah. I'll be doing yeah. over the next few weeks. I've done fairly well so far. I always try to start early. I'll start uh, watching horror films in uh, like September. Uh, so I've got a few in so far. Bobby and I watched the uh, 70s uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers with Donald Sutherland. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So good. We both enjoyed it immensely. I've seen it before. Uh, it's been a while since I've watched it, and Bobby really enjoyed it. Um, it's it's you know it's definitely got that 70s style acting, and, and uh, it's a little jarring, I guess. Um, Before you go on, Uh right, there's actually uh, two other remakes after that. There's one called, simply, it's just called Body Snatchers, and it's it's an 80s version of it. Pretty solid. Uh, I still think the 70s is better, but it's good. It's good. It's definitely worth a watch. Um, It's revolving around an army base. Uh, So it's the same same kind of thing going on, but it's happening on an army base, which is actually a little more frightening. And um, and then there is another one that was in the 2000s. It has Nicole Kidman in uh, Kidman in it, and it's just called Invasion. Um, that okay. was that was pretty good. I mean, again, it's not on the seven. The 70s is definitely peak. I've actually never even watched the one from the 50s. I own it. I just never popped it in like the original one that they're all remaking. Um, I've right. never seen that one, but that one was about McCarthyism and stuff like. I mean, that was the subtext, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm pulling up here. I'm trying to remember who directed it. Um, let's see. Invasion. Now, did you know that there was apparently, and I could have some of this wrong, but from what I was reading, um, there was this show, there was this tape that was at my local store, and I'm so glad I grabbed it because recently my little secret spot has gotten raided by somebody, oh, and they man. bought, like, they bought them out. I mean, there's not very many tapes left, which is fine because he's going to always get new stuff in. But I'm so glad I went back and I found this because there was this movie in there called The Puppet Masters. And every time I saw it, I thought, Puppet Master, that one thing. But this is The Puppet Masters. And I thought, oh, that's... And it looks like some sort of espionage on it because it's just thrilling. And it's got Donald Sutherland in it. So I didn't think nothing about it. Then I was watching a, a YouTube video about Invasion of the Body Snatchers, and they talked about how that is actually based on a novel called The Puppet Masters. So this is actually the source material. 
Um, and ironically, they got Donald Sutherland in it. So I haven't watched it yet. So this is on my this is on my list. But apparently, but they're they're marketing it more as a thriller. But it uh, says a nonstop action. Blah 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 blah. Government agents. Well, the original Invasion of the Body Snatchers was in the fifties, right? The original. Right, original. but the right it was. But apparently, that was all based off of a book. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. And that book was the Puppet Masters, I guess. Unless this YouTube video was wrong. But either way, I got this. So now I feel like I have all the versions of... Cool. Of um, Body Snatchers. And... But I, I yeah, would I'd definitely like... recommend the 80s one if you got a chance to... I was going to say, I definitely want to check that one out. Yeah, it's just simply called Body Snatchers. It's okay. pretty good. And it has a good 80s vibe to it. You'll like it cool so yeah the, the creepiest scene in the 70s one it, it just completely like shocked me because i wasn't expecting it but, but do you remember when the dog jumps out with the man's face on it yeah because uh they had uh they had messed around and because uh, he was sleeping yeah he kicked the uh, flower the, or something and started he, bleeding yeah when they were walking by they kicked the the flower that was gonna make the man or the dog or whatever so somehow it messed up the the formation and it morphed the two because it was a homeless yeah, but, man and his dog yeah they both had fell asleep and but just uh, that somehow, visual that that special effect I, I was i gasped i was like what the heck was that <laughs> i think yeah. i rewound it and watched it again because it, it was so creepy looking i'm not sure how they even did that i don't know but 70s. one nitpick thing about it though was weren't they killing the dogs so it killing was kind of the... strange yeah because one lady had mentioned um now, maybe that was from Invasion. I might be getting my stories mixed up. I don't up. remember them talking about killing the dogs. It was just there. Yeah, in, in Invasion, they had made a mention towards uh, the husband uh, killing their dogs. And, like, they didn't want the dogs around because the dogs were sniffing them out. So, I don't uh, remember but, yeah, anyways, the 70s, yeah. No, not the 70s one. It was the, the 2000s. Okay. But, yeah, okay. Um, but that was pretty cool, that, that creepy face. Yeah. I, I just think it was such a great cast, too, huh? You got Goldblum, oh, yeah. Sutherland. You got Goldblum um, was great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you got Doctor uh, Mr. Spock. You know what I mean? Yes, like, yes. Good stuff. Yeah, it was it was so yeah, fun to watch. Really so good. I really enjoyed that. Um, but then it just went down from there. So I then I watched Life Force, which I do like. That's a Toby Toby Hooper film. I think you said you've never seen it yet. I haven't, um, but I have it on Blu-ray. I found it. And I'm gonna watch it, but now you're making. I me like not it. Want it's to. it's <laughs> it's dated. Um, it, I I it's nostalgic to me because I watched that as a kid. I saw it a couple times when but it, it aired like on television. It has like a cobra or something in it, right? A cobra? No, it's like uh, okay, vampire. that's Dreamscape. Dreamscape is yes, yes, that's the cobra. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, no, this is like um, they go in space and they find these space vampires, and it's like this naked woman sucking people's mm. souls out. It's 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 pretty cool. I've always liked that film. It's good. <laughs> it's good. Um, so then I was in the mood for some just kind of like campy 80s. So I was just scrolling through, I think it was Hulu or I'm not sure which streaming service, but I see this uh, Forbidden World. And this, whatever streaming service it was, it played a preview when you went over the icon kind of thing, you know. So it just looked perfect. It showed spaceships. It showed like aliens and lasers and i was like this i'm watching this this is perfect it's like 85 or something a roger roger corman uh production so that tells you something right there so it was terrible it was terrible oh, it was um that sucks. 
I mean, what really stood out to me was it was kind of icky how chauvinistic it was. Like, I know that uh, 80s movies, especially horror and action films, have your standard, like, boob shot and the girls getting saved by the guy, all that stuff. But this was, like, so over the top with it. It was, like, off-putting, like, more so than, than normal. So you got these girls that are just always like naked, just taking showers together for no reason. And just, it, it was just so like kind of gross in that way. Um, so it really kind of turned me off that way. And the acting was just awful. It was like a, a, a copy of Alien. Um, oh, yeah. But like a super low budget. The acting was terrible. It, it the, the, the creature effects were terrible. It was just, I was hoping it was going to be one of those, it's so bad, it's good. But it was just so bad, it was bad. Yeah, so I don't worse. I don't yeah. recommend it. It was Roger Corman for Forbidden World. It looked like on the preview it was going to be really fun to watch, but it ended up being just terrible. So, <laughs> so then <clears throat> I watched just tonight, Chris, the yeah. worst movie I think I've ever seen in my life, and I was so hyped to see this movie. So I picked up this VCR tape um, a couple months ago. I showed you it. VHS, anybody else? But go ahead. What did I say? A VCR tape. VCR go tape. Ahead. Go, VHS, go ahead, Grandpa. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know what I mean. But I this, I showed you this, um, this tape. It's a. This is Invaders from Mars. Okay, another yes. Toby Hooper film. Another Toby. You know, that's one I have on the shelf that I haven't watched. Okay, I, I beg you, not to watch this film, and I also beg you to watch it at the same time because yeah, I, I gotta, I, it's I, that bad. It it is so bad. I could barely get through it. And Did me, it have this, good visual effects? Like no, effects, it had nothing though? good at Even all. Was it was. Oh man! And here's the thing: I was so hyped because not only is it a Toby Hooper film, during the opening credits, creature effects by Stan Winston. I'm like, oh man, this is going to be fantastic. This is just this is this. It's 80, 86, you know, peak eighties, um, sci-fi horror. I, I thought it was going to be one of those hidden gems because I've, I've never heard of this film, but I, I thought for sure. It was going to be one of those films that was just so fun and good. And and I'm reading the back of this, and let me read this to you. This classic 50s Cold War sci-fi horror film is transformed into a monstrously gripping modern special effects tour de force. Director Toby Hooper, Poltergeist, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 1 and 2, brings his own uniquely spectacular vision to this masterful new version of everyone's favorite alien invasion tale. A courageous young boy battles the hidden Martians who have taken over his parents and who now threaten to subjugate the entire planet. Also caught up in the terrifying action is Oscar winner Lois Fletcher. One flew over the cuckoos. They're really name-dropping on this thing. It just goes on from there. Truly unearthly creature design and makeup techniques blend with the astonishing special visual effects of Academy Award-winning John Dykstra from Star Wars, a breathtaking, pulse-pounding science fiction mind blower. That had me so hyped when I read that because it everything on that was that was all lies. This entire <laughs> paragraph I just read was a complete lie. There was no pulse-pounding. There was no gripping. There was no entertainment of any kind. This had the worst acting, and the worst dialogue, and the worst directing, and the worst creature effects. This thing was junk. It was terrible. All right, quick. The worst, what's your top the worst three? horror movie I've ever seen in my life. What's your top three Toby Hooper movies? Well, Poltergeist is kind of like a kind of a Toby Hooper yeah, movie, right? I know. I was about to say, man, is, <laughs> if he 
It's a Spielberg movie, right? Okay. I mean, maybe hands he down, did the practical effects on some of the gore, but hands down, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is is the best. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a it's a brilliant film, and that's what I'm thinking. I watched this. I'm like, how in the world did he go from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which I think is brilliant, to this junk film? It is awful. It it was like watching a really really bad TV show. Like an episode of like Land of the Lost type thing. It, yeah, I, I think the difference is is you know he had when he did Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it was on a shoestring budget. He probably he had a lot of hungry people around him. You know his special effects, the different people, like all these people were trying to make it, right? And then I, so you have know, this thing it's... that becomes this cult success in spite of itself, right? Everything was going against it. So now you start to get a little bit of rub because now you're the guy who made Poltergeist, right? You know, wink, wink, come on. So they start throwing this guy some money and he don't, you know, he's just, I don't know. I will say the other, I don't even know if I can come up with a top three unless we're counting Poltergeist. Um, the other one I'd say is Salem's Lot. Like he did that made for TV Salem's Lot. And, okay, uh, I didn't, that's, I didn't know. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. That's, that's a real solid made. Matter of fact, that one time, it was considered the most successful um, made-for-TV movie of all time or something because it had more eyeballs on it than anything else. I mean, it had a large... I mean, I don't think that has stand, stood the test of time as far as that, uh, whatever it was, but it was very successful. I mean, a lot of that... Now, the sequel to that movie sucks, and I don't think he had anything to do with it, but it's horrible. But um, mm. Salem's Lost pretty good. Well, I mean, anyway. I know like, this, this movie clearly had like very, very low budget. But my point is, is so did the um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, yeah. and that had some creativity behind it. it was It was artistic. It was uh, so passion-filled and much interesting. Yeah, well, it makes you think, and maybe some of these other people had a lot more to do with it. This seemed like it was directed by a, like a brand-new amateur director that had never directed anything in his life. That, that's how terrible this movie is. Yeah, that's that's I, terrible. I, I, want put, I want people to see how bad this is. Invaders from Mars, a, a Toby Hooper film. And here's the tagline. There's no place on Earth to hide. It doesn't make any sense. What does that even mean? It, it doesn't like fit into the film. It's just yeah, some stupid know. tagline that doesn't even mean anything. It's just junk. I, I'm going to keep this because it's a cool-looking tape with all the stickers all over it. And let me tell you something else, too. On the back of this thing, the original price... Seventy nine ninety five. Oh, if I would have yeah. paid eighty dollars for this thing, I would have been so yeah, mad. <laughs> this is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. You know what? There is there is movies from that time though that I just think are overhyped. Like at the time, people. I remember being so let down the first time I saw American Werewolf from uh, in London. Like I what? I kept hearing, oh yeah, that movie is so campy. Like does you don't is like the transformation? That movie? Nope. Is a transformation really? good? Yeah, it's good, but eh. I like that movie. I haven't seen it in a while, but I, uh, I like that it's movie. It's hokey, man. It's ho. I tried yeah. rewatching it. I tried rewatching it. Um, I don't know. Last year, probably during this time, and uh, I got about I don't know 30, 20, 30 minutes in. I was like, yeah, I'd rather. <laughs> there's other things. It's not as good as the out. Howling. The Howling's probably the best werewolf movie from the eighties. Uh, yeah, well, maybe. I mean, I have to rewatch The Howling as well. Um, I mean, I lean more towards Silver Bullet. That's good. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah, see, that one had, but see, that that might have got me good because um, 
it had more of like a kid vibe, you know, Goonies a little bit, yeah, you know, sure. that kind of yep. thing, because there was a uh, you know more kid centric and all that. But yep. uh, plus, it, I felt like it had a good surprise ending too. Like you weren't quite sure, you know, mm-hmm. when you found out who the the wolf was, there was kind of like that tension and everything. Um, yep. Yep. Anyway, that's that's pretty much all I've watched so far. Um, I plan on watching, um, you know, a few more before Halloween gets here. And I I still watch more uh, past once we get past Halloween. I don't just stop. I, I like this. All, leading up through Christmas, I'll watch you know this kind of stuff. It's kind of my yeah. my season for it. So for sure. Anyway, yeah, this movie was just so so terrible. It wasn't it wasn't so bad. It was good. It was so so bad. So bad. Yeah, there's so. some that are just bad. You just you just don't feel like finishing it. Those are the worst. And it almost seemed like they were trying to go with like the camp, but it was it was taking itself very seriously, and it was just terrible. So yeah, Vader's from Mars, junk. All right, moving <laughs> on. We're we're probably gonna skip some of these topics because we're going a little long. I thought it'd be cool to Shoot. talk about. You sent me this video of yeah. Let, um, let, I definitely want to talk about that. Uh, I'm looking yeah. at the next couple things. Uh, maybe the last yeah. one. We might skip the second one, but um yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go with this the TV edits, right? So I I was uh, I had just recently kind of gotten into a channel. Um, it's called um, Hack the Movies, I believe, and. Um, these guys, uh, the one guy, the main guy on, I can't even think of his name right now, but he kind of got a little backlash because um, he's part of that group that kind of took over uh, AVGN's, you know, Cinemassacre. And oh, okay. uh, there was this long stretch where James was doing all these rental store shows, and yeah, there was just yeah. this group of guys sitting around, and, and people really didn't dig these dudes. They really didn't like them. They just wanted James doing it. They didn't want all these other people. Well, one of the guys who actually thought had good um, good takes on things. I actually did like his opinion. He got his own channel. I mean, he's still a part of that group. I guess they just they just have different channels because he's still using the same set. set. It's like a rental store. And it looks pretty cool. Um, but he, uh, I, I, I do enjoy his opinion on things, and he, he seems to be tapping into something that I enjoy because one of them was... TV edits, and I really do enjoy TV edits. There was a time in my life I hated them because I just wanted to see the original movie without all the stuff being cut out. But now, you know, as as uh, you know, if you've seen this movie enough times, then you start to remember, like, wait a minute, I did see a TV edit. There was these weird scenes that were in there, like one of yeah, them was born, yeah. born in East LA. There was like this whole extra ending that's tacked on that you can only see it during the TV edit, and the retcon of uh, Michael Myers being. Um, uh, Jamie's Jamie, uh, what's her face? Jamie Lee, Jamie Lee Curtis. Curtis. Yeah, I was trying to think of the character's name. Lori, Lori's Lori, brother. Yeah. Uh, in the movie, the first one, none of that happens. But whenever they were doing, um, they were making part two. They were also editing the original movie for the TV version because um, they were going to put it on TV. But they had cut out so much, they needed to add some extra scenes. So they part of this plot line was him being her brother. And they retconned that in. And the only way you could have seen that was the TV edit. It wasn't in the theatrical cut or the video release. So there's these neat little things. Well, anyway, I had saw that he was kind of talking about TV edits. And that got my attention really quickly because that's a subject I like. And he was talking about The Thing. And I've never watched a TV edit of The Thing. But I know now I'm going to be tracking it down because... 
it sounds horrible, but in a good way, right? <laughs> like yeah, you just have to yeah. see it. Um, apparently, some of the some of the scenes were replaced in order, uh, which he found very puzzling because some of it didn't even make sense. There's a narration, which sounds completely horrible. Yeah, so um, weird. Yeah, they narrate the beginning of the thing almost like you know, I don't know. Just it's just that's usually. Oh, not very many great movies have narration. Like, um, <laughs> uh, one that comes to mind would be like Goodfellas and uh, Casino. They they have that, and that's fine. Forrest Gump. Work. Forrest Gump. That's another good one. But there's sometimes it's the mark of a bad movie because they're not able to film the exposition properly, so they just narrate it. And uh, yeah. And this was random. It was like they just would like show the character, and they would say, "Oh, McCready is a pilot," and you know, yeah. whatever. They'd give him his weird, like, credentials. Weird. Yes. It was so weird. weird. McCready, a top helicopter pilot, worked for Hughes Aircraft as a test pilot until he got into a confrontation with top management and resigned to take this assignment. So I can't wait to find this. I am so hoping if one of these movie studios, uh. Shout Factory or whatever. Whenever you decide to re 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 release it, add that TV edit. I you will have a day one customer. I need to see this day one. You know, like I will buy. Yeah. It. I, I'm hoping to find it anyways on a tape because you know I was always hoping to find the broadcast anyways because I can imagine the commercials would be awesome. But uh, oh, yeah, this makes me even more you know in search of. I can't like, dude. I have to own this. Yeah, it, it was a it was a good video that you sent me the YouTube video where the guy broke it all down and it, yeah, it was funny. Again, extra scenes, scenes that were out of order, um, yep. the weird narration, scenes that were cut out, and then it, it you miss plot points. So yep. the interesting thing is is the first time I ever saw it as a kid was on TV. So that was the version that I saw. Now, of course, right. when you're a kid. You're not. You, you don't know the stuff. The stories doesn't. Mean, you're just looking no. at the dog's face splitting open, all these scary images. You don't. You're not following the story really. Well, you probably kid. filled in the blanks anyway. You're not as yeah. engaged as you were as an adult, right? Um, so I never would have caught any confusion because it was probably confusing it anyway. Just you know, because I'm a kid and I can't comprehend adult sure. content as much. But that is the version that I originally saw. So it got me thinking. What other versions? Like, I remember another one that stands out to me is I, I saw one of my other favorite horror movies is The Reanimator. Um, mm -hmm. That is a fantastic um, movie. Have you ever seen that? It's been so long, I feel like I haven't. I watched oh, it in the early 90s on a late night cable, and uh, I own it. So I that's that's actually one of the ones I'm watching during the season. Oh, it's such a good I movie. I feel like that I'm is... out of the loop. I know that's your favorite horror movie or one of them. Well, and, um, yeah. I, 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 I'm embarrassed to say that I can't really feel... I know I've seen it, but I don't feel like I have. You know what I mean? It's one of those horror movies that pulls that... It it, it finds that perfect balance of, of campiness and horror and just it's the perfect blend. It's funny, but not like in-your-face funny. It's subtly funny. But and what makes it funny is the campiness of it, and it's and the guy that plays the the crazy doctor is just fantastic. The acting is fun. It's it's just a great movie, great creature effects. Um, but I saw that as a kid on television, and man, it freaked me out. It, it was terrifying to me, and um, I didn't realize until I was an adult how how much more <laughs> more gross it was, and how much there was all kind of nudity in it that I didn't yeah. wasn't aware of. 
And um, a lot of the effects, a lot of the scenes were cut out because it was too grotesque. And as much as that movie scared me as a kid, there was even more horrifying scenes uh, when I saw the original version. So there were a lot of films like that. Um, that, But like you said, there's also sometimes extra scenes they'll put in for the TV edit to fill in the time from all the content they had to cut out because of all the adult content. So um, that's another one that stood stood out to me. Yeah, the best is always the stuff that they they specifically film for the TV edit. Like sometimes they just take deleted scenes and add them in, and that's cool too. But in the in the age of DVDs and Blu-rays, you know, you kind of see these deleted scenes. You don't necessarily see them in context, but you get to see them. So you can kind of be like, oh, okay, I see where that would fit, and uh, that was a good. And usually, it's a wise decision to cut these scenes. But um, it's always good, like Superman 3. They recorded a whole lot of scenes for that movie. You know what I mean? Like Just for TV, yeah. Just for TV. And depending on what region you were in, you saw different versions of it, which I, to me, that's just fascinating. You know what I mean? That yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's like a Mandela effect with people. They see it, and they're like, what the hell? What about that one scene? Um, <laughs> right. You know, and it's like, no, what are you talking about? Like, you're crazy. You know what I mean? It's like, no, I know this exists. So it's kind of neat that there's like this hidden lore to all these movies. And uh, I, I, it's, it adds an extra level of tracking down these uh, blank tapes, you know. Um, you can find some real hidden treasures on these things. Yeah, also, my brother and I used to think it was so funny. Um, we would watch TV edits of films. Like, I remember one specifically, The Breakfast Club. And yep. that movie had a lot of cursing in it. And you would watch their mouth move, and they would say the silliest thing in place of a curse word, and we would just crack up laughing at it. Like, like he would say, uh, shut up, you flip face, or something like that. Or they would yeah. put these bizarre words that didn't fit, but they had to kind of match their mouth a little bit. So they would right. just have these wacky words they would put in there for no reason to cover over the curse words, and they were oftentimes so hilarious. I have had it with these monkey-fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday play. Well... Now, the first three or four times I've seen Breakfast Club were all on the television. Same here. Um, yeah. And I, I'll tell you a quick story. Um, and it's funny because me and Shannon were just talking about this the other day. I told her about it. Um, it was like one of those hidden memories you kind of forget. I mean, I remembered the the context. But I mean, I remembered the, the memory. I just didn't remember why. But um, my, my mom had a neighbor. Well, I had the same neighbor. But my mom was friends with this lady. <laughs> And she asked me if I'd watch her kids. Or she had two daughters, and she's like, they're just going to be sleeping. I just want someone in the apartment while I go get my hair fixed or something. And she's like, we got a VCR. There's movies there. We got cable. You know, do whatever you want. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I looked down, and, she, and actually, she must have been going a little bit longer because I, I watched two movies while she was gone. I watched Return of the <laughs> Jedi, and I watched The Breakfast Club. And that was the first time I had seen the unedited version. Um so I'm watching this and it gets to the point where they're going to um the one dude's locker to uh get his weed, right? So that was always the scene that bugged me because when you watch the TV edit, you see them go to this locker. You know they're going to this locker for something, right? They go to this locker. Right. You don't know why cuz they don't say what they're going for. They're going to his locker, and he decides to sacrifice himself because they know they're going to get caught because they heard the principal walking around or whatever, or vice principal. And um, so he diverts. He put, he makes a diversion. So he starts playing basketball and screaming really loud to draw the attention so they're able to get back 
and then he breaks back and you know he gets locked away in a different room he comes back in and they all get high together and then they're like singing and doing weird shit right so mm-hmm. that makes sense when you watch the movie but what i would see is them going to this locker and then they would didn't show they didn't show him grab the pot and stick it down the nerd's pants so you didn't even see that uh, right. You see, so they they're back in the thing. He goes through, crashes through, and then the next thing I would see is them sitting around, you know, acting weird. They <laughs> right. never showed them smoking, so I didn't know yeah. I, what was this. Well, well I, I knew I was missing something, but you yeah, know, you couldn't I didn't show them I, doing drugs on TV. Yeah. Nope. So yeah. Um, thankfully, that day it uh, cleared all that up for me. And there's the famous uh, Yippie Kaye, Mr. Falcon, right? From yes. Die yep. Hard. Die Hard. That's two. another. That's. Yep. Die Hard Two, right? There, that's an, an yes. example of just putting a random, sen- nonsense word over a curse word. Yippie Kaye, Mr. Falcon. But it had to yep. kind of match his lips a little bit because it was like a close-up of his face. So. <laughs> right. It's hysterical. And, like, I remember, like, there was a few films I remember. A lot of times they would cut nudity out completely. But sometimes they would blur over it. And there's a significant scene in the reanimator where this man is naked. He's like a, he comes to life. He's like a zombie and he's like trash in this hospital room. He's throwing stuff all over the place and he's naked. And the whole, like his body's all blurred out from, you know, because they couldn't cut the scene because it was too long, I guess, and too, I guess, too much of a plot point. And also I remember watching The Shining on TV and the, the scene where the girl comes out of the bathtub. Right. They, they show that good. scene, but it's all blurred out. They blur out her, her private parts. <laughs> so that was a technique they also used in film in, you know, movie editing for TV. Yeah. And sometimes in lieu of uh, putting words in there, sometimes they would just pause the word out. You just wouldn't hear it. Yeah. But more often it was like they redubbed it. No, I know. I, I'm just saying there was other techniques. There was yes, the, yes. like you just didn't hear the word. Like it would just yep. like just erase the word. Um, old TV shows. Uh, I remember when I was growing up that they would actually bleep it. It would be like beep, you know, like which as a kid, you knew what they said. You know what I mean? It'd be <laughs> like beep you, you know, mother beeper, right. you know, it's like. So, yeah, um, so there, that was another technique. Sometimes it was more goofy, like on those uh, comedy shows or something. So they put sure. in, like, a horn or something like that. But, um, yeah, I, I do like the TV edits for those reasons, man. It makes them fun to watch. All right, well, I think we'll skip the next couple of topics unless you want to talk about any of them. Because... No, no, no. You know what? Let's just get into the questions. Yeah. So we, we asked some uh we put on Twitter to ask us some questions since it's kind of our, you know, two-year anniversary. We thought that kind of be something different and fun. So we got quite a few of them. So I guess we'll just dive right into them. Right off the bat, within a minute, our buddy Kevin was the first to throw a question up. Um, of course, typical Kevin, it's like a, you know, he's busting chops, I guess. Oh, but yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he, Kevin. <laughs> he asked, now that the podcast has entered its terrible twos, can Duke make a guess on how many tantrums Chris Roberts will have. I guess the joke being that your terrible twos, the toddler sure. years, you know, there are kids throwing tantrums. Right. I'm not sure how to answer that question. Um, you don't really throw tantrums, so <laughs> I don't. Right. I, I can't think of a funny way to answer this question. So, Kevin, I, I don't know what to say. So, 
<laughs> thanks for listening and thanks for the question, but I'm I'm gonna guess he'll throw zero tantrums. So that, I'll that will throw be my two answer. just to make uh Kevin happy. Okay. It's been two a tantrums. while since I've talked with Kevin, so I miss you, buddy. Okay. <laughs> we love you, Kevin. Okay, why don't you uh take the next one there? Uh all right, so in front of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm looking at it. So Bill okay. says these two years we have been privileged to hear your stories growing up, uh coming of age. Um, while it's no surprise to hear that you have positive lives and gentlemanly virtue, uh, you must have been, you must have had some cringy moments along the way. What are some of the embarrassing stumbles you had growing up? I, I could think of one offhand, uh, that I, I don't, you know, we all have many, right? But, um, I'll, I'll let me start this one off. So, um, eighth grade, I had switched schools. Um, you know, I, I had, a, I had a best friend here, but, uh, you know, I'm still kind of meeting people and stuff. And there was this girl, Julie Willis, you know, she had a little crush on me and, you know, I guess it was a little mutual, I guess. And, um, one of the days uh, she asked me if she could walk me home cause, uh, she was staying in town. I lived in town, but she had to go back to the school. She just wanted to walk with me. Uh, and I was like, sure, that's cool. And she had a chaperone, though. She had another girl that walked with. I can't remember her name. but So um, we were walking. I lived in these apartments. And uh, in between the apartments and where we were were these was, uh, was the fairgrounds. And uh, instead of walking around the fairgrounds, I would jump this fence. There was a fence. I would, I would have to jump two fences, essentially. I would jump the one fence to get into the fairgrounds. And then I'd walk across them and then jump the other fence. And I'd be into my apartment complex. And I did this every day. And I must have done it, at this point, 50, 60 times. Never had an issue. <laughs> so we get to this fence, and she she's looking at this, and she goes, what are you going to do? And I was like, I'm going to jump it. And she's like, oh. Like, she was super intimidated by it. And I'm like, no, we, we jump fences all the time, you know? Like, it's no big deal. Like, when I met we, like, me and my, my friend Arthur. Mm-hmm. And I, we, we jump fences. Like, you know, this is what kind of, this is what guys do. Like, I wasn't even trying to be cocky about it. It was just like... The thought of jumping this fence was pretty mellow. Like it, it didn't have the little spikes on the top. It was it was a kind of an easy jump. It was just tall. It was like a ten foot fence. So, uh, but what we'd do is we'd get to the top of it, and you need to just kind of jump off, because the other side was soft. There was like uh, some soft dirt, so you just kind of jumped off and you went about your way. So um, she's like, okay, and then so I start to climb the fence, and of course they're both sitting there staring at me, watching me climb this fence, and. I get to the top of the fence. Now, mind you, the way these fences, the, the way the fence was, it came to a, it was actually the joining of two fences. Um, it must have had, uh, it must have had a, an original fence set up around one side, and then they created another fence to that side. So there was two end posts that were side by side, if that, if if you can visualize that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So instead of just being like all like uh, the chain link all connected, it stopped at this one post and then another fence started going the other way, but they were so close together, they were you couldn't squeeze through them. But my okay. foot could, okay? <laughs> so mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I get to the top and I did the same thing I've done Duke 50, 75 times at least. <laughs> I, I go to jump off and my foot gets stuck in it. Oh, and man. I go down. All the way to the ground. Oh, 
is actually hurt. And um, I land, and I, 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 I wasn't hurt, but you know, of course, you know, I was embarrassed. And um, <laughs> and I, and I was so hoping, like they had walked away, and I saw it. She's just like, <laughs> she's like, oh my god, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah. And I couldn't even turn around and face them. I just oh kept walking. Gosh. <laughs> Thankfully, my shoe didn't come off, because then I would have had to like turn around and like dig the shoe out of the fence. But it got stuck, and yep. So um that's yeah. <laughs> So there's one there's one for you Bill. I've got one I guess uh so my wife Tara is the only girlfriend I've ever had. She's the only woman I've ever dated. Uh, I started dating her when I was 16 years old and she was 14. But prior to her, I did have a crush on a girl. Um I was probably 15 because I was working at a grocery store. Um, when I was still in high school. So I had a crush on this girl who worked in the, uh, they called it the um, the tot bin or something, where you could watch, you know, gosh, this is so, this is aging me. You could drop your kids off in this little area, and they would have a babysitter while you shopped. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Did any of your, stu- okay, so that I don't know if that was just a local thing at my store. No, but- they had, but my parents, they, they would just, you go find something to do. But anyways, go ahead. <laughs> so I had a crush on the girl who worked the tot stop. So I went on a family vacation to Florida. And I was so uh, mesmerized by this girl and uh, infatuated with her that I decided to send her a stuffed animal um, from Florida to her as like a gift while I was away. Oh, so... Nice. Yeah, it was nice, I guess. So uh, when I get back from my family vacation, I was all excited to see if she liked it and how she would respond. And she was a sweet girl. Um, She probably said thank you, but then she proceeded to tell me how she was caught making out with her boyfriend in the back of a car or something like that. So my my soul just kind of just fell into my feet. So and, And I felt so stupid for... For doing that, I, she probably thought I was just a fool, an idiot. So, anyway, I that was a cringy moment Bill put on there. So that that definitely had some cringe to it. Um, me trying to be all suave or whatever you want to say, sending her a gift and then her just kind of rejecting it. But she ended up being, you know, we got friendlier as time went on. We worked together more, and she she was uh, ended up being a, a bit of a friend of mine. So she wasn't like a jerk or anything. Um, do you still just, see guess, her? Uh, do you still bump into her? Oh no, no! I haven't seen her since I was probably fifteen years old. Have Have no. you ever tried looking her up on Facebook? Or no, no, oh. <laughs> I don't have. I don't want really to get on Facebook, so I, I have not. I do remember her name, so yeah, I could probably well, do was that. her name. Maybe I can look her up on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll just see if she's uh, you know, still around. But she was yeah. she was a sweet girl. Ask but her, that she that still was kind has of a stuffed animal. Send us a picture. We put it it on was. I, I remember what Discord. it was. It was. Um. It was Figment, which was like the Disney character. Do you remember that dragon or something? <laughs> sort of. I mean, it was like a. It was. Uh. I think a mascot for the Disney park or something. Figment. I don't know. That's all I remember. It was Figment. Yeah. So that's what I sent her. So that was uh, certainly one of my, kind of embarrassing moments from adolescence. Ah, and then hey, I guess you, I've got one small shot, one. A small man. one. I did. I was brave enough to take a shot. Shot and, your um, shot, you know, yeah. It, it, Nothing it wrong with that. It it, hey, it you all can't hit the out. ball unless you swing the bat. Exactly. 
it all worked out for me anyway because I'm with the the girl I was supposed to be with. So and that came exactly. right after that. So I met Tara when I was you know the following year, I guess. You didn't try the same move and send her a figment, did you? No, no, I, I abandoned that move. You learned your lesson. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that move was taken off the move list right away. <laughs> And this isn't really embarrassing, but it's kind of um, kind of funny. I, I um, was really fascinated with, um, and this is right up Bill's alley too, um, the show Airwolf. And um, I, I, they came out with this. Do you remember Cox C O X? They had uh, like they were. It was an engine, and you could have race cars or helicopters and airplanes, and it had a Cox engine in it. They were pretty mm-hmm. popular as a hobbyist toy, um, at least around where I was. So I was so excited to discover that they had an Airwolf toy with a Cox engine in it. Um, so I saved up my allowance money, and I, I bought it from Toys R Us. And I was so excited because I was old enough to put gasoline in this Cox engine, and I was, you know, I was a big boy, and I played with this, like, adult toy in my mind because it was, like, a model kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess equivalent. Do you remember when rockets, model rockets were popular, where you'd buy those rockets? Yeah. And it would shoot up into the sky, and the parachute would come out. Well, I guess this was kind of in the same vein. Um, but you would essentially just put gasoline, this special gas oil mix, and um, you would start the, the engine up by just spinning the propeller. It was pretty dangerous because it probably could take your finger off. Right. But it didn't have a remote control or anything. It was just designed to go up. And then when it ran out of gas, it would the propellers would spin the opposite way and would kind of float back down. So... When uh, I was so excited, got the toy, got the gas, got all my stuff, went to the park in the middle of my neighborhood and gathered some friends to watch its maiden voyage. And uh, I got it, finally got it to start. It had, it had some trouble. It you know, went up a couple times, like maybe like you know, 10 foot high and fell back down. I couldn't get it to, the engine to run right. And finally, it takes off like perfectly. I was like, yes. And I was holding it in my hand. I could feel the pressure like lifting my hand up. I ran out into the middle of the park. I'm like, this is it, guys. This is the one. I'm skipping into the middle of the park, and I, I let go. And the thing goes so high, <laughs> I couldn't even see it. It was like a dot. <laughs> it looked like a, like a speck in the sky. And I'm like, oh, my, my, my heart was like pounding. I was terrified that yeah. I've lost it forever. So finally, I see it you know, start to get larger, and it's floating back down oddly enough, in, in the park. So it's coming down, it's coming down. I'm seeing it's kind of spiraling out of control, and it, it hits this giant oak tree, and it just explodes <laughs> into like oh, a thousand pieces because <laughs> uh, it was coming down so fast, and the propellers hit the tree limbs, and the the helicopter itself got stuck up in the tree, but all of like the, the, the blades and everything and the tail just exploded and flew down and just rained down on me into like a hundred parts. And the actual main piece was stuck up in the tree. And to this day, I never got that thing down. I, I was determined to, but it was one of those trees you couldn't really climb. It was like a huge tree with no limbs at the bottom. So it wasn't like a climbable tree. It was probably like 150 foot tall, it seemed anyway at the time. But that was a pretty funny story I'll never forget. You I was think so it's excited. still in this tree? You know, I wonder. I still go back to that park. I, I do look up and I never see it. But it was so high up in the tree that I could barely even see it. I mean, it was it was way up there, so you get yourself that was a drone uh, or something. And <laughs> yeah, do a little so that was one of those uh, funny stories I'll never forget. I was so excited, saved up all my money, and the first, and all my, my friends, of course, were just laughing at me. 
I was oh, yeah. I was devastated. I was probably on the verge of tears. And I was probably like 13 years old. I was so upset. And they were just cracking up laughing, rolling on the ground, pointing at me. You know, so there, there's my two stories from adolescence where I stumbled or they were cringy. Do you have another one or is that? No, that's fine. Let's just keep moving. Okay. Well, thanks for the question, Bill. I appreciate it. Um, I'll read this one. This is Joe, Bill's uh, sidekick. Um, congrats on two years, boys. Question, since Chris has now seen Duke's Game Room, what is the one thing Chris would really like to have from it um, for his own? I've gone back so and forth you. on this one. Yeah, there's two of them, two things in there, but um, I'd probably take your uh, your uh, test market um, deluxe set. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'd probably Good take. I mean, it was either between that or that Telegames uh, console box. I, I don't know. I'm still going back because that is so clean, and I don't know if I'd ever see another one of those. But yeah. <sighs> yeah, I'd probably take the text mar- te- text uh, text market test market. <laughs> yeah. The test market NES. Yeah, I'd probably take that yeah. box. That's pretty yeah. pretty nice. No, you can't have it. So sorry. Well, I'm just saying. I, mean, <laughs> I got permission from Joe. Next time I'm around, you know, I get a pass. I can just take it. Chris, I I would give it to you if you really wanted it. I would just no, hand it right no, over. No, no. that's fine so i thought about it too and i've never been in your game room but there's one thing that i know that you have that i would love to have and that is your kenner millennium falcon because i had one of those as a kid and um you actually showed it on my stuck in the 80s star wars episode that i did i did we Um, had a big script planned and uh you know a lot of that got left on the edit uh, on the cutting room floor (laughs) you're a smart man you stuck with what you needed (laughs) <laughs> the episode turned out great, and anybody who wants to see this Kenner uh, Millennium Falcon that I'm speaking of, go watch my Star Wars. Well, I mean, hopefully we episode. get a resurrection of that s- series. Uh, poor Duke hopefully. stuck there. I mean, I think here's the thing, though. It's been so long that the, uh, it, the it'll be a plot hole because I've aged so much. <laughs> no, it, 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 it's just it goes a couple years in a you know that's the way it works. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, no, maybe we'll see. Time will tell. The reboot. The series got canceled. Now it's brought back. There you go. There you go. There you go. All right, you can read the next one from Richard. All right, this Rambox. is from Richard. Uh, if you could choose an interest, uh, an entrance theme for your co-host, uh, which song would he enter the room to? So, you know, like a wrestler or something. What, what, yeah, what song right, would you choose right. for me? You want me to go first? Okay. Yeah, go ahead. So this is okay. So. This is, uh, I have to preface this, because this is pretty funny. So I, I was taking this very seriously, because I, I wanted to find the perfect song for you, Chris, because I think it's, it's a great question, I think it's a fun question, and I racked my brains, I really couldn't think of anything, so of course I go to my wife, Mother Brain, Uh-oh. and I ask her, I said, can you think of a song that would fit Chris perfectly for um, his entrance song? You know, like a wrestler, I explained to her, she said, oh yeah, yeah, I got this, I got the perfect song. Okay. Well, she didn't say it right, right away. I said, I said, you know, maybe I said Think maybe with Chris's, bit. I said maybe with Chris's like um, thrifting techniques in mind, anything come to mind, and she gets this big smile on her face and she says, "Got the perfect song." So she, I, she said, uh, "Have you ever heard of uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Ridicule is that his name? No, Ludacris. Ludacris. Okay. Have you ever heard of this artist named Ludacris?" Yeah, of course. Okay, I I haven't. And then <laughs> she says, now, Duke, this song has some cursing in it, 
but it's the perfect song with Chris's thrifting techniques oh. in mind. Like, what are you talking about? So she I know plays where you're going with this, because I was trying to think, like, oh, what is okay. she talking Yeah. This song is called Move B-Word. Yeah. You know, do you know this song? Yeah, of course. It's one of his Okay, I've never heard this song. In fact, I need to have a conversation with my wife and ask her why she knows of this song, where she's heard this song, because it's not anything. It was anything. a very popular early 2000s uh, song. He had a word of mouth, like a mouth spelled M-O-U-T. He, he spelled it weird, mouth, like with an F. Uh, that was the name of the album. It had a bunch of hits on it. And, yeah, because uh, Tara was like, you've never heard this song? I'm like, no. I mean, do they do they play it on Hair Nation? Because that's pretty much the only radio yeah, station I listen no, to. Yeah, no, you probably I'm wouldn't I'm like, no, I haven't heard this Nation. song. Yeah. Um, so she plays a song, and this is this is dead honest truth. She plays a song, and she falls to the floor laughing so hard. And she's like, I'm just I'm just envisioning Chris just knocking over old men and, like, canes and walkers <laughs> flying everywhere while this song is playing. She was laughing so hard. So I said, I really... I don't know if I can play this and song on the podcast, but it's, it's playing right now, Chris. I decided I'm going to play the song, so the audience is Might hearing well the song right now. <laughs> okay. I'm only going to play it's part of it because it has some really, really bad words in it, but the, even just the Well, there, the you, there is a radio edit. Okay, maybe I'll find it. It'll be like, move, blank. It blows a whistle. Move, whistle, oh, okay. get out the way, but, get out the way. Yeah, just play the radio edit. But I, I said, hon, I have, I have to play this song. It's perfect for Chris. It's hysterical. So that is that is your entrance song. Is move B, get out the way, whatever it's called. So uh, yeah, I, I think it's just called from, move. But but yeah, move. Okay. From Ludacris. Okay, from, I, not that, not ridicule. Ludacris. I don't know why I said yeah, it's, ridicule. it's Ludacris. Um. <laughs> all right. Well, I man, mine's not even gonna be nowhere good as that. I was thinking like uh, I was thinking of wrestling wrestler themes and everything, and you guys actually came up with something pretty clever. Um, well, mine was uh, the Hulk Hogan's theme, Real American, because you are a real American, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I can see you coming in, I ripping like off your shirt, you know, <laughs> flexing, flexing really hard to the crowd, uh, cupping your ear to hear everybody chant your name, Duke, Duke, you know? <laughs> yeah. So uh, I was going to, you're coming into Real American. I like it. I just just today I was on Twitter and I saw somebody posted a clip of that moment where Hulk Hogan and Macho Man shook hands in the ring. Oh yeah, that's pretty cool. Flowers and, you know, pretty funny to watch that. Yeah, pretty cool. All right, I like it. I like it. That's a good question. Thank you. Appreciate that, uh, Richard. All right, so let me go to the next one here. I guess it's my turn to read. Um, this is from our buddy Eric, the Mighty Q Dog. Congratulations on two years. Love the podcast and hope there are many more years to come. My question, you get to choose a Nintendo character for your co-host to dress up as for Halloween this year. Who would you choose for him? Chris? Okay, well, uh, you know, prior, <laughs> prior to today, or not today, but a couple days ago, I probably would have chose something different for you. But because of recent events... Um, I'm going to have you dress up as the Zelda chicken. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's good. You know I like why. it. Yeah, you know why? You want to you want to take over on this one? Uh, well, yeah, because I had a chicken uh, get sick right before our record. We were supposed to record our last episode. And, like, literally at the last second, I had to go rescue a chicken from being sick. So... Yeah, only only Duke would utter the words, I had to go rescue a chicken. 
<laughs> That's why you're a real American. Hey, it, and it happened. It, hey, you'll fight what, for what the rights that? of every man and chicken. Well, the chicken has fully recovered. In fact, I showed you a picture the other day. Right. It's pretty funny. Yeah. My chicken that I that we had to rescue because the other chickens were being mean to it and it was kind of sick and anyway we we nursed it back to health so now it expects it comes to the back door and pecks at the door so we can take it take her into our garage in her special little pen so she is like a trained chicken at this point it's pretty yeah. it's pretty funny so i yeah, sent chris a picture the, the other day yeah. <laughs> you have the chicken at the back door but yeah. um well if i dress up in this chicken suit uh, like in Zelda, when we meet next, will you pick me up over over your head and like throw me? Yes, around? I will pick you up and throw you, and then all your chicken cohorts will come and attack me. <laughs> so okay, I picked the zero suit Samus for you. Wow, well, dude, that's, that's a big upgrade over the chicken. I'll take the zero suit Samus. I think you would look pretty slick in that zero suit Samus, uh, walking around Magfest or something. So, I, I or for Halloween, the, for that matter. The heaviest Samus, I'm sure. <laughs> would, the what? It, no, the, the tallest. Fattest, You'd be the, the tallest. Well, the fattest, <laughs> for sure. It, it'd be Samus after she's retired and started eating too much ice cream. Get you a blonde wig and a zero-suit Samus? Yeah. Yeah, you look good. that's fine. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eric, All right. the question. Appreciate it. So this is a two-parter. I'll read the first part. And, th- and uh, nothing against any of these other questions. They're all good questions. But this one right here is my favorite question, this first part, because I think I got a great answer for it. Um, it really got my brain working today when I was driving. I was thinking about it a little bit yesterday, but today I really focused in. And not only do I have... Uh, oh, let me read the question first. <clears throat> if you could take a few characters from various sitcoms and put them all into one all-star show who would you pick that's the first part there's a second part but let's just focus on that one first and that's from our friend kyle yes i'm sorry that's from kyle great question kyle Um, yes excellent question okay do you want to say yours first because i i I can i i I also love this question and put lots of thought into it so I'm, i'm very eager to get to mine as well but it doesn't matter i can go first or second go ahead yeah go ahead okay all right so my all-star mashup sitcom. Let me let me find my notes here because I had to write this down. Okay, so I have Jason Alexander from, uh, you know, George Costanza from Seinfeld. Wow, you, you, dude, I should have went first. Go ahead. <laughs> I swear to God that this is this. People ain't gonna believe okay, this. That's doesn't matter. That's there's fine. No way, but there's, there's no, no way your show's gonna be the like same. Mine. Right? There's no way. But there's no way. That was one of my characters. But go ahead. Okay, so I got Jason Alexander and Kevin James from uh, King of Queens, right? Right. And they both have Jerry Stiller as a father because they both played oh. their father. Yeah, they, he was their father. Yeah, okay, I like right, this. Right, but they're not brothers. They're like brother-in-laws. So Jerry Stiller is essentially Jason so Alexander's father. So they both married father. his daughters. Or no? Well, here's the, here, it's a weird premise. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm going to get this right. It's just in my head. So okay. then you have... Ed O'Neill and, and Katie Seagal from the the Bundys as like the grumpy neighbors. Okay. Okay. So they're they're now, popping in. Now are these in all, all okay? Is he George Costanza? Because see that's the way I took it. You're taking the characters, not the actors. It's George Costanza, yeah. Okay, so it's George Costanza and the dad Costanza, or is it the dad from yes. King of the Hill or King of Queens? 
King of Queens. Well, see, I kind of blended. That's how I had it in my mind, but I mean, that really can't make sense because. Well, it, it doesn't matter. It can make you wait till you hear my pilot episode. Okay, go ahead. So you, go go. It's, nuts. it's George Costanza and Jerry Stiller, or Jason Alexander, Jerry Stiller. Yes, the Costanzas, and then you got Kevin James, and it's his father-in-law. Okay. It, but it doesn't work because you know. It, so George it, had a sister that we didn't know about. Sure, whatever. That okay, part doesn't fine. matter. That's not that's not the funny part. They're just, they're just and then you got Ed O'Neill, like I said, the Bundys are their neighbors. So they're, you know, always cut the whole family. They're coming over all the time and wreaking havoc on on their thing. But um so then you've got John Ritter, who is um Kevin James's best friend. But they have to pretend they're gay because Kevin James's father in law who is, you know, um, Jerry Stiller. Sure. Thinks he's a loser for not having a girl. So instead of saying, Dad, I'm a loser, he makes up the excuse that, well, it's because I'm gay. And he convinces John Ritter to be as gay when is, whenever he's around. His they got that gay whatever, together. Just, just like in uh, Three's Company. That's where that comes from. Okay. So you're, I guess so, so you got Married with Children, Three's Company, King of Queens, and Seinfeld so far combined. Yes, and I thought I thought uh, John Ritter and Kevin James would work very well together because they're both physical comedians. They both like fall over the place all the time, and they're both both very good physical actors. So I thought that would be very very funny that they would play off each other in that way, and also acting gay at the same time. Sure. <laughs> With uh, Jerry Stiller getting annoyed at it, you know, I just think it's just funny. And of yeah. course, you got you know George Costanza doing his George Costanza thing, being the you know. The doomer all the time. Nothing ever goes right, and then right. you got the Bundys coming over, annoying them all the time. So there's there's my mashup sitcom premise. I think it could be funny. So I think it'd be good. That's all I yeah. got. Yeah, a couple of these people are dead, but that's okay. We'll just <laughs> all right, just so, a few of them. Yeah. All right. So here's my uh, my sitcom, and of course, uh, mine's going to be meshing together comedy and drama. So it's going to be a dramedy, and um, a dramedy. Okay. I'm going to. Yes, I'm gonna take uh, George Costanza. Now, this is all; these are all within the universes. There is no this; th- these characters are gonna be exactly who they are on the shows. Okay, so there's no okay. It's not the actors; it's the people, or it's that it's the it's the the characters. So George Costanza. Okay, okay. and okay. I'm gonna take Tony Soprano. Okay. okay, and here's the premise of my pilot. Okay, so it picks up right. Right at the moment where um, you've seen Sopranos or no? No. Okay. Do you mind me spoiling a little bit for you? Do you ever plan no, to watch no, the Sopranos? No, I don't care. Nope. Okay, nope, fine. Anybody who doesn't know the ending of Sopranos, my bad. Anyway, so at the I, end I know of the Sopranos, ending. it kind of leaves you on a cliffhanger. Like, uh, it's kind of interpretation whether or not Tony gets shot and killed or he gets arrested or whatever or nothing. Uh, it's up to you. Even though it's kind of implied that Tony's dead. Um, well, in my world, he died. He gets shot in that cafe. Uh, immediately after, uh, Meadow decides to run off with Patsy's son. Now, some of you don't know these characters, but just just pretend like you do. So she's dating this guy, uh, one of the mafia guys' son. They run off together. Um, AJ, he becomes a burnout, and he takes off to go to California to go to Burning Man or whatever. And, um, and uh, uh, Carmela, she decides to take a trip to Italy to go look for Furio. So all of them are gone, right? 
Now, Silvio, that's another main character of The Sopranos. He got shot in the last episode, and it implied that he might never recover. Well, he died. All right, so now you got Tony dead, Silvio dead. All the main players are gone. Uh, Silvio's wife, she, she dies too. So now the reason I have to tell you these people died, the strip joint, the Bada Bing, right, was owned by Silvio and Tony. So this, uh, this thing is going into, like, um... You know, a situation where, like, there's a, you know, a, an estate guy who's going to divvy out these assets. Um, but being that everybody's relatives are gone, they don't know who to give it to. So they decide to dig deep into Tony's background, like going on, like, Ancestry.com or something. And they realize he has a distant cousin. And that cousin is George Costanza. Now, George is, George is freshly out of the prison because in the last episode of Seinfeld, he went That's to prison. That's right. So he's freshly, freshly out of prison, right? And uh, okay. he's down on his luck. You know, he can't get a job because he's a convict now. And uh, he gets a, he gets a knock on the door one day. He's living at his parents, and they knock on the garage door because he's living in the garage. They won't even let him in the house because he's a convict. And and it's a guy that tells him, "Listen, I'm a private detective. I'm looking for you. Uh, I got an you got an inheritance. You've um, you've inherited the strip joint." And he's thinking, you know what, this could be a, a rebirth for me. Uh, George, I need to get away from Jerry. And I, need a, I need a new change of scenery. So he decides to move to New Jersey and reopen the Bada Bing. And when he's inside of the Bada Bing, um, inside there, he stumbles across Tony Soprano's ghost. Okay? <laughs> so Tony, he's a devout Catholic, right? But he has to spend like 500 years in purgatory to be able to go into heaven. And his purgatory is he has to be in this Bada Bing for all these years. So he can't leave the Bada Bing. George is in there. You know, of course, they meet each other. He explains to him that, you know, he's a Tony Soprano. And he's a, oh, I'm your cousin. I'm taking over the Bada Bing now. So he starts giving him life advice. And Tony kind of like... Uh, Says, hey, you know, maybe you need to run the Soprano family. So, you know, the guys, uh, the guys end up accepting him because of his prison sentence, and also because he was in the Van Buren Boys. I don't know if you remember that episode where he actually oh my George gosh. joined the yes, street gang. So he has some <laughs> yeah. gang cred. You know, he's got a little bit of street cred. He, of course, he did time in prison. He didn't rat on anybody. Okay, so now he's the head of the Soprano family. But where the comedy comes in. He does all this gangster stuff, but it's all by accident. It's all Costanza stuff. Like, he runs a guy over with his car, but that's just because he put it in the wrong gear. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, he stabs a guy, but that's because he had a pencil in his hand and he slipped and stabbed somebody in the neck. You know, like, he accidentally puts a hit out on somebody because, you know, he thought he was ordering a sandwich or something. Like, it's all going to be Costanza stuff. And Man, all you really these people. thought this thing out. Oh, yeah. All these people fear him. This is all, you know, they all fear George. And, of course, he's playing it up because Tony's coaching him up, his force ghost. You know what I mean? And, um, <laughs> and of course, you know, the way we'll get around, you know, yes, James is dead. But, you know, we'll we'll do like a Tupac thing or, you know, like a Star Wars deal. We'll just get a fat actor and we'll just superimpose his face on it, you know, with CGI. And, uh, you know, they can, you know, they can, someone can do an impression of his voice or they can computer generate his voice now. Like, they're not even using Darth Vader no more. You know, they they got it all computer animated, uh, James Earl Jones. So they could do it for James Gandolfini, I'm sure. So there you go. What do you think? <laughs> That's great. Yeah, and, it, so and the, the, you know, it, 
I got a working title. It's either going to be the Costanzas, you know, kind of playing on the Sopranos, or okay. it could be Can't Stand You. You know, that could be his, <laughs> yeah. you know, like that's his, because that's that was perfect. his nickname, yes. right? It could be can't in, stand yeah, you. So in, uh, gym class, right? You know, and yeah. So that'd be the thing. He's like he comes off as this badass mafia boss, but it's always a misunderstanding. Like he that's... never means for it to go the way it goes, and it just keeps I working like out for him. So yeah. this is not a, a sitcom with a laugh track. This is more like you said, a dramedy. Yeah, this is uh, this is going to be more like Curb Your Enthusiasm, where there's okay, no laugh right. track. You know, you laugh because it's funny, but um, <laughs> right, you know it's funny. But yeah, it, but all the you know the guys who lasted, like you know, some of his capos, Tony's capos are still around. I, eh, well, Paulie, the actor's dead, so we'll just say he died or something, or he went to prison or I don't know, whatever. We'll we'll figure it out. We'll see who's left, and we'll we'll work it out. We those details come down. I mean, of course. He's going to recruit new guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So Gosh, I didn't even go. think about a name for mine. I like it. That's great. I didn't think about a name for mine. What do you think? Um, let's see here. I, I guess uh, Three's Company plus. Well, King that's of kind the... of. Yeah, that, it kind of fits a little bit, but King how do I mix, mix that with. Uh, King, um, uh, Costan- I don't know. Costanza's got company. Married with children. Costanza's. I don't know. I really yeah, don't know, man. Hard. You might to, have to I'll work have to on that about one. That. I'll put that in yeah. the Discord. <laughs> I'm not that witty in in real time, so. Yeah, I really, That's I'm good. really That's hyped good. up for this pitch, man. I want to try to get a hold of uh, Jason Alexander and. Uh, and uh, uh, David Chase, I think that's his name, the creator of Sopranos. I really think we got something here. I like it. I'd watch it. I'd watch it. I'd, I'd watch they, it. I'd be there, dude. That's, you know, that could be great. Well, that was a, good, a great question. Yeah, there was a, a part two. You want to read that one too real quick? Well, you go ahead and read that one because that one. Uh, All right. That, that um, question's more towards you, I think. Well, it's a little combo, <sighs> but go ahead read it. I think he's got some typos. I'm not sure he meant to use these words. Looking back on Duke's humiliating and utter street fighter defeat, yeah. what strategies would you recommend if someone wanted to take on Chris in a game of Street Fighter? Chris, I, I got a recommendation. Um, I got one suck. too. You go ahead. It just just don't suck. No, 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 no. I got one. Don't okay. don't use a broken controller. Oh, here we go. No, listen, no, listen, listen. And the arcade stick was broken I'm, too. I'm a good host. Oh, a good, I see. Uh, you know, you were a guest in my home. Of course, mm-hmm. I'm going to give you the best controller. My controller, three of the buttons didn't work. I couldn't punch, kick, or jump, <laughs> and I still barely lost. So my uh, my tip is to use a controller that works. That, uh, that's it. I that's had all I got. a severely injured right arm. And uh, well, whose fault was that? You, well, that was my fault. But either way, you, if you would have been a better friend, you would have talked me out of it. So there's that. Oh. I have to kind of blame you for that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so uh, no, I, I just say you, you got to get good, Kyle. And uh, Duke, Duke's got a lot of training to do. So um, if there's any tips, well, that's that's it. Just uh, be better than Duke. Duke was the man of the man of the house, and um, he had all this bragging, man. Well, oh, wait till I also, get you on the on the Super Nintendo. He said, look, "I don't want to nitpick, but not only did my controller not work, the the cord the it was a little bit longer than yours. There was some lag. I noticed oh, a little was, bit of lag. Yeah, yeah, the extra well, resistance in the cable. 
okay. threw me off. So there's well, there's a lot of reasons. I don't I don't want to make excuses. I'm not one to make excuses, but I had no, a couple no, no, of excuses. No, 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 never. Yeah. <laughs> You're, I think I think a guy had like pizza grease on his hand before he used your arcade stick when we were at the arcade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that happened your too. Hand yeah, was slipping off a little bit. It was terrible. It's disgusting. You know what we should do though? You know, the next time we have a need for a special event, maybe we'll do a a live stream of you and I playing Street Fighter rematch. <laughs> okay. Like we did with uh like we did with the balloon fight and the beat the bandy. I, I just want you to show the the Rocky montage you're gonna put yourself through to try to get better. Okay. <laughs> I I will do that. But that could be fun. Yeah. Gosh, remember that? Remember that beat the remember the first disastrous beat the bandy live stream <laughs> that didn't happen? <laughs> Why did we try? Oh man. The chat was all lit up. Oh my gosh, I was so embarrassed. Well, we we made up for it, I guess. We had we had a, yeah, success, no, was a successful one. That was fun. So all, all right, right. La- well, last well, we got yes. one more question from Melissa. Yes, yes, we do. Um, if you stuffed your first favorite candy with your second favorite candy, what would you get? So basically, you're just a, a like a mashup candy bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I'll, mine actually already exists, so... Go ahead. Well, I mean, I, I like Reese's stuff, you know, so, like, it doesn't really yep. matter which one it is, uh, but there is a specific one called Nutrageous, and um, hmm. it's almost kind of like a Baby Ruth, but it's all peanut butter-based, I guess. You okay. Know? And there's some, I don't know, there's other things in it, whatever. There's caramel, there's <laughs> peanut butter, there's chocolate, there's nuts. All the things that you would want in a candy bar is all in this candy bar. But they also have one that has all of that, but then they've stuck Reese's Pieces inside of it. So you have all the other stuff you already had, and it has Reese's Pieces in it, and that's another. Mm. So I feel like it already exists, though I will admit I prefer the non-Reese's Pieces version. I feel like they just went too far. But I understand the (laughs) logic, though. But yeah, yeah, I guess I think it already exists. So... It already exists, Melissa. I'm sorry. Um, what about you, Duke? Yeah, so my, I was thinking, to you know, back to my favorite, you know, my mind was on Halloween candy and stuff, and my favorite candy to get for Halloween was always Nerds and, and Peanut M&M's. So that does not oh. exist, by the way, because no, that would be no, disgusting. <laughs> yeah, mashing, mashing Nerds and Peanut M&M's would just be awful, an awful experience. I guess they'd be called, like, Peanut and NNNs for nerds. Peanut nerds. Maybe. So <laughs> that would be my mashup. Not not very appetizing, but that would be it because those are probably well, my two favorite uh, candies to get do for you, Halloween. Do you ever mix cereal? No. Oh, see, I love that. Or ice cream? You ever really? Get, like, you have a couple different ice creams in there and you just mix them together? No. Oh, so you got to live no. a little, Duke. I'm not very, like, adventurous when it comes to that kind of... Like, I... um. Yeah, I, I don't mix things a lot. Have you ever like mixed a, like ice cream? Like when, when I was you were a kid, like a I fountain. did. Yeah. Yeah, when I was a kid, I thought that was a fun gimmick. You would go up to the fountain machine. Like a, the uh-huh. first place that let us do that was this uh, smorgasbord restaurant, um, similar to like um, what's the, what's the famous one or the bigger one? Um, uh, Golden Corral was that a oh okay? Smorgasbord? So you're talking about like a a buffet then. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, we had one I called did, Duff's. I, I, you guys call them smorgasbords? Yeah, smorgasbord, yeah. 
instead of a buffet. Yeah. But it's where I you can so. go up and just load your plate up with a bunch of different yeah. foods, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's <laughs> maybe I call them that. I don't know. That, that thing no, that's I mean, what we call I'm them. not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying we just call them buffets. But I mean, I mean, I've heard the yeah. word. I I know what it means. <laughs> I guess, but. I mean, it, I maybe guess it's just, it's another word for like a feast, right? A smorgasbord. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, maybe one like of the feast. local ones might have had that in the title, maybe under the sign or something. So maybe that's. Well, it, it could have been the I'm name sure. of the restaurant. Who knows? Jim's smorgasbord. Yeah, but we had one called Duff's, um, oh, D U F F S, um, and that was the first place that that I experienced this this wonderful experience of of go getting your all the food that you want. Right. And man, especially when it came to the sodas and then the ice cream, because, you know, you go up to the fountain thing and for the first time ever, because yeah. unlike now, like when you went to McDonald's in the 80s, right. you, you had they gave you the, the soda and that was it. There wasn't yeah, refills. You, you want another one, yourself. you had to buy it. You had to tell them a little bit of ice or a lot of ice or, you know, sure. please do this, please do that. And they hand you the cup and that was it. <laughs> and if you want it more. You had to buy another one or, or pay for a refill. Yep. Back then, so now now all restaurants, fast food joints have you know get the soda yourself and you can get as much as you want. They don't care. But anyway, back um, when that was a new experience was at these smorgasbord restaurants or buffets, where for the first time you could go up there and get all the soda that you want. It was fascinating. You could mix the, the sodas and. Mm-hmm. You'd go down the line and put some Dr. Pepper in there and some Coke and some, you know, maybe a little bit of uh, grape in there or whatever. Yeah. And make up your own drink. It was pretty fun. And then you go to get your ice cream, and they had the soft serve ice cream typically. Right. And they had all the sprinkles and gummy bears and little pieces of Oreo, and you can make your own sundae. It was it was unbelievable. For like five, you know, eight bucks or something back then. Right. Yeah. So it was, it was a pretty fun experience. I don't think there's many of those around much anymore. Uh, well, COVID took here. out a lot, but I feel like they're starting to make a comeback now. I'm starting to see more buffets open back up. Yeah, and they would have the guy slicing like fresh beef and everything. It was like it was pretty cool. It was yeah. pretty when it, when that was a new thing. That was really exciting. We'd go there. It was like a big party, you know. <laughs> oh, I remember going to hometown buffet the first, you know, first few times. It felt like a paradise, especially yeah. Oh stoner teenager i was like oh let's go, let's go to hometown you know I mean? <laughs> i'm ready to eat i'm thin and I you could stay food. there you could you could sit there so long you could go into the next meal like you could you could stay there all day yeah you but you know what if uh you go into some of these chinese restaurants um they'd be like looking at you funny like oh, you know, they start looking at their watch how long you gonna stick this out <laughs> you know? well when when we would go to duff's we would tuck ourselves in the corner like we're, yeah. And nobody, it was like a corner table, and we would just stay there like half the day, just eating all. And when you <laughs> say we, you don't mean like you and your parents, right? Absolutely, yeah, my family. Your parents would be like, "Let's just chill in this corner." And <laughs> um, I'm probably exaggerating meals. a bit, but yeah. but my parents were pretty. Don't forget. No, I mean I'm my, not making fun of them. I would do that. My kids would tell this I've, story for sure. I've told stories about how frugal, I'll call it, my mother especially was. With Yeah. We would go to McDonald's. I think I've told this story before. And she would bring her own two-liter bottles of soda with her. And we would get courtesy cups. And oh, wow. we would, that's how we got our And we would have to share French fries. Oh, yeah. We were we pinched pennies, man. So, yeah. I'm, I, I'm exaggerating, but not really. When I, I don't remember oh, no, specifically no, no. Hey, if hey. we stayed in a smorgasbord restaurant or a, a buffet restaurant like for two meals, I was kind of making a joke, but 
Yeah. I mean, we were we were there for a good chunk of the day, I think, gorging ourselves because well, hey, you had to get as much as you could in your in your system yeah. because it was you know you wanted to get the best uh, bang for your buck. Well, in early adulthood, so. um, I went with um, my ex and our our son. Uh, we only had one at the time, and um, we went to this place called Skippers, and it was um, like a seafood fast food it wasn't quite fast it was, it was still sit down but it definitely wasn't a you know, you're not seeing mercedes in the drive in the parking lot right but <laughs> right. you know so it's a lower class one but um it was still good it was a chain restaurant and um they had uh all you can eat shrimp so typically you know one of us would get the all you can eat shrimp and we both eat a lot of shrimp you know what i mean because you just take your basket up and they give you more shrimp Right. And one time I had the idea. It's like, why don't we bring like a little Tupperware bowl or something? Oh my so, gosh! <laughs> we threw we threw about five or six oh my orders of shrimp, and we probably bankrupt the company because they're no longer in business. But, <laughs> so you stole shrimp? That's well, we didn't steal them. I mean, it, hey, it said all you can eat. We ate them. They didn't say all you can eat here. See. <laughs> I'm sure there was some fine print somewhere that said, please don't take our food uh, they home. They need to make it a bigger print, man, because it didn't say that. <laughs> it, it, it didn't say you couldn't take it with you. It said all you can eat. That's so. funny. Yep. Back in the day. Yep. All right. Well, that, I think, is our last topic and our last question. So I, uh, we appreciate all the questions. They were fun. They were really good, well-thought-out questions. And as you see, we had some fun with them. So thank you very much. And thanks to all our listeners for listening for the last two years. It's been fun, Chris. I'm having a blast with this, and uh, hopefully there's many more years to come. I don't see any end in the near future, so I'm having no, fun with it still. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, unless my Costanza show takes off, then I don't know, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, I, of have, course. To, I have to my be writing scripts. Yeah. Or my unnamed all-star cast sitcom with dead people, <laughs> dead actors in it. Yeah, <laughs> right. you never know. All right, well, don't forget to go play some River Raid this month and put your scores on our Discord. Go check out Invaders from Mars, the worst movie ever made, and uh, tell me what you think. I'm sure you can watch it on maybe YouTube or something. It, it can't be, uh, you know, I'm sure they don't care too much about it because it's so bad. And no, I've never even heard of it, which now I know why, because it's awful. But anyway, I'm eager to watch some more Halloween films in the next couple of weeks, as I'm sure you are, Chris. And, uh, yeah, if anybody else wants to recommend some good horror movies on the Discord or wants to list what they've been watching, feel free. That'd be kind of fun to chat about as well. So, Anything else, Chris? All right. Well, thanks for listening, and uh, thanks for two years. And uh, here's to uh, two more, at least. We'll see you next time. I have had it with these monkey fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday play!